We'll get cozy. You're live. Sweet deal. We've never done it. This <laughs> we don't know how to do this. <laughs> uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures, episode 81, shooting live from Ben's place. First time we're actually being able to get together and have a little chat like this. So. Yeah, yeah. This is not. Uh, it's a. It's a little off-putting. We're used to being able to see each other on the video. It's. It's a. It's a little bit. You know, we'll. We'll get over it. Everything used to have a flow. And we just <laughs> messed that flow right up. So we kind of came in tonight. We. Um, we got together for a different reason than the podcast. Podcast was just a happy little coincidence, uh, and we kind of we were at a loss for what to do. So, yeah. so we had some top secret projects on to go. So we're, we can't really talk too much about them, but that's that's the reason we're here. Um, and we thought we'd just have a general chat. He's here anyways. A little bit different. Well, it's better than driving like snot to try and get home and do it from there. Like yeah. I, I might have been able to yeah. just do it, but. It wouldn't have been pretty. I mean, I, I wouldn't be my normal sexy self on the other end, that's for sure. Well, especially if you made it in time. But <laughs> Oh, I definitely wasn't going to make it in time. Right. On a good night, we don't start on time, mm -hmm. Ben, because I always find a reason to get us a few minutes over. But but it, it wasn't worth the, right, the race. No, the no, speeding, honestly, it the wasn't. The and the accidents. And, just... and we had to look at a few other things. We had uh, I got to see some of Ben's equipment here. But like I said, this is the first time that we've actually broadcast together like this. We did do one we were talking about in Truro Park. Truro Park, yeah. Victoria Park? Yes. Victoria Park. Um, that was recorded, was it not? Or was it wasn't live? No, that, I oh, said yeah. that. No, yeah. maybe it did. I don't know if that was live or not. I honestly can't remember now. I might have put that up live. It was a short one. Yeah. We were going to try and do a little uh, small segment on traveling to parks, but nobody really showed any interest in it, and we never got around to going to any other park, so it Never really went anywhere, but this is the first time we've actually been face-to-face -face in uh, Ben's recording little studio down here, and nice little setup we got here. And like I said, I got to see some of his gear and mull over a lot of it, and we talked about the bows. And we the big thing, as Ben said, was we, we got to work and look at some of our projects. So we recorded one tonight. Uh, we brainstormed on another one that we've been working on in the past <laughs> and just kind of resurrected. Like close to a year-long project. <laughs> uh, not that it's actually going to take a year to do. It's just... Getting, getting together and, and, and collaborating on certain ideas. So. Well, that, that's the problem with a lot of the projects is uh, it's you got to get together to collaborate on it. Like yeah. this specific project we're talking about, I was designing parts and sending to Ben. Ben would take the parts and put on what he designed, and then he'd send me pictures. And then it, it was working, yeah. but not well. No. So no. Th this is definitely the better way of doing it, of course. And hopefully in the near future, well, you'll see uh, a few more videos coming out with some of these projects coming to fruition. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and, I mean, this this year has been crazy. The the whole COVID thing, and I, and I'm I'm tired of using that as an excuse in life. Like, it, we can't live our lives that uh, solely to that. Especially like bushcrafting and camping, it's not a great excuse. But we are getting settled in. We're kind of the new normal is 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 working. My I know for myself, my family's get more comfortable with how things are. So we're getting out. Me and my wife, we got out for a trip two weekends ago. Uh, to Keji. Uh, it was pretty good. We've got a lot of pictures. There's some of those pasted on, posted on my Facebook page, more on my wife's. She's much better uh, picture taker and video taker than I am. So like, I'm, I'm a horrible podcaster and, <laughs> and YouTuber. Honestly, I, I just like being out there and enjoying it. I do enjoy talking about it. I love these podcasts and stuff, but uh, getting the good video, it, 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 it takes a lot of discipline. I really got to hand it to those that do that well. Uh, it, it is an awesome skill, but uh, 
it's also great to get out there and, and do stuff and just to enjoy it. I mean, I had a couple weekends when I was out there, it was beautiful weather. I got to say, we had awesome weather the whole time I was in Kedji. Uh, we had some beautiful sunsets. Uh, my buddy Chris got some beautiful stuff. Uh, yes, Alan, we're together tonight. First time, really, and pretty well the series, except for a couple like short uh, videos we've done, a couple of recordings and stuff. Mm. But for the actual true podcast, yeah. Um, and it's kind of exciting. It's yeah, actually, it's it's kind of a neat experience. Yeah. Like if you weren't here for the start of it, you can see we're following over ourselves a little bit because it's like starting over again. Almost from square one. We don't we don't really know how to function with this. Uh, so <laughs> you guys are gonna wonder what the hell's going on with my hand down here. I'm being attacked by a vicious dog. <laughs> but uh, no, so I, I guess the main point of tonight is we do have some stuff on the go. There is a couple projects we're working on. You have another trip planned coming up. I do. I have two nights in Keji, uh, a much more aggressive trip than my three night trip. My three night trip was actually a basically a relatively evil, easy, evil, easy paddle in. We spent three nights in the same area and then came out. Uh, we just did quite a bit of exploring. We did in there, did some hikes, did some paddles out to some different places. This trip is, I think, 10 portages and 12 lakes in two days. So you're going to be pushing her. We're, or well, hoofing her, I should say. There, there's going to be a lot of movement. Yeah. The third day is going to be basically an easy day. So it's it's a one portage out and then just out through Minyards Bay and, and into Eelware. But we're going to go into Eelware. We're going to go all the way down to some of the most southern lakes uh, and then come back up through Pescawisk and stuff. And uh, we're doing like portages A, B, C, D. Mm. <laughs> you know. And I know you're going out with Chris. It's just two of you or is there a few more as you go with? No, or? no, it's 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 the wife is coming. Okay. I am taking my significant other. She's quite good at this too. She really enjoys it. We are going to do a few things that are kind of out of our, our comfort zone. Not so much mine or hers, but just together. So we're planning on taking a canoe. Uh, the last trip we took was two kayaks. Uh, having options is great. Uh, getting used to being in a canoe together, it's it's not so hard on me. I'm a bit more comfortable with it. My wife really hates the the rocking motion. So if I move or adjust, she, she really it, it creates a little moment of panic in her. And it's hard for some people to get past that. Um, but we're going to try it. Um, last time we took my uh, Wild Haven tent, mm -hmm. which I, I really do enjoy. I think... Uh, I'm going to get the hot, hot, use that as a hot tent this winter. Maybe I can convince uh, Robert to join me. I think there's enough, try. there's enough room for two people. It's it's an amazing tent. I think it's the most underappreciated of the of that series when Tigers put out. Well, I believe that's the one you did the review on, was it, it not? It is, so... and it's been discontinued, I believe. So it's really hard to mm. get them now. But uh, it has the biggest footprint. Uh, yeah, because when it was set up, it was actually pretty good size. There should be plenty of room in there for two, oh, yeah. two full adults to lay down with a little bit of gear. Yeah. And uh, the little stove in there, and yeah, we'll be good to go. And even if, at worst, came to worst, because we we'll want wood in there, we may push some of our gear inside, leave it outside. Yeah, and that's no big deal anyway. No, um, decent packs, but uh, and in the winter, I won't take the screen, like the screen takes up almost as much room as the tent itself. So that's 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 going to be pretty good. So then we got that as an option. Uh, we have a couple other projects that we've really wanted to try. Uh, one was the uh, pallet wrap. I have a roll of pallet wrap waiting yeah. for that project. So we've seen it online. Yeah. Little story on that was both of us kind of seen the same video around the same time. And 
Uh, anybody watching our channel probably has at least caught wind of this. Uh, a couple fellows went out and just built a, a pole frame and did the pallet wrap around it. So we'd really like to kind of try that ourselves too, just to see how well it works out. Yeah. And I mean, the beauty of it is your imaginations are living for how big you want to make this and how intricate you want to make it. The downside of it is you have a whole bunch of power wrap. You got to kind of ball up and take out with you. But I think that the advantages are going to outweigh that little, little pesty thing. You know what I mean? And that's really not that bad. Power wrap has very little weight. It's no weight. It's good. I think like when it's, when it's on a roll, it's not even all that bulky, but when we take it out, I know cause I used to wrap my trailer with it. Mm. Uh, it never like a, like most cheap tarps, it never goes back into the same size that it came out of. Uh, so it traps a lot of air and stuff, and it's it's going to come out in a, in a giant ball shape that's going to weigh like two pounds mm. at most. Uh, so it, it'll be insignificant. We'll probably use some kind of uh, sled system to get it in. Mm. Um, I, I tried that the other year. Varying success with a cheap one. Found a nose inch drove in so a sled system sled uh, now something i have found that's been working well uh and i just kind of stumbled upon it watching another youtuber uh, who didn't purpose it for this but i thought eh, it might work good for that um so they make an actual floating sled for duck hunting yeah. for hauling your decoys and stuff out uh and it actually works pretty well in the snow Yes, those are a bit heavier they are heavy that is the downside they're bulky they're not uh you're not traveling light, but as as we know, light for me is 50 pounds. So it's well within my realm of <laughs> traveling light. But uh, it, it, it does work. It, it dual purposes, because I would like to do a little duck hunting one of these times. Not that I'm a big fan of eating ducks, but uh, I do enjoy the duck hunting. And if I do shoot it, I will eat it, of course. Yeah. Um, I am a big believer, and if you shoot it, you got to eat it. Yeah. So um, take it camping with us. We'll cook it up. And yeah, kind of deal. And that's the other thing I want to try and do this year. If I can... Ultimately, uh, one of my goals is to try and get out and do a bushcrafting hunting weekend. Yeah. So I'm going to try. I don't know if it's going to be for, I really like to do it for pheasants. Uh, I'm a big bird hunter. I love to hunt pheasants or grouse or stuff like that. I could do um, it for that. I, I, no, I enjoy hunting deer with uh, my father-in-law. Yeah. We go out. We have a lot of fun with it. I enjoy the idea of bow hunting. Uh, I take my bow out. I told you before a couple times I've actually forgotten the arrows in the truck and I've still gone out and had a great time. <laughs> Just as good a time as if I had to take the arrows. It's about getting out more than the hunting. Oh yeah. And yeah. we've talked about this in the past too, but yeah, one of my hopeful goals this year is to do a hunting slash bushcrafting weekend where I can get out, do a little grouse hunting, set up a little base camp and work out of that. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you know what weekend that's coming up. Probably uh, well, you know, I have some family stuff going on there, and uh, yeah. motorcycle courses are running late this year. But I'm hoping I'm going to have some weekends off in October when we can go. Yeah, well, I mean, I, out. I'm pretty busy myself right now, and but some, I'm hoping in October I have some some openings. I got I got a few people contacting me and wanting to do some trips and stuff, which is always exciting. Uh, there's no lack of opportunity. It's just building up the time to do it for me. It's, uh, but it's, it's getting better. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. Hey, that works way better. Yeah, we can kind of see each other to see, you know, it looks like we're actually looking at that. <laughs> As you can tell, we're the most professional podcasters in the world. <laughs> oh, man. We are like, we have the stage lighting, we got the classy, uh, it has to be at least, uh, what, 8K, maybe even 10K camera. I mean, this is high. <laughs> 
Okay, so maybe we're more <laughs> amateur level, but we have a lot of fun. That's the point of this, right? It is. It, this, this was always about us having fun. It was never about profit or, or anything foolish like that. Uh, we're two guys that really do love being outdoors and any excuse to get out there. Uh, like I said, we don't care if we forget our arrows or bullets or if the camera's working properly. If we're out there, we're, uh, we're enjoying it. Bearded Prince. He's doing a drinking challenge. <laughs> Who's that? The Bearded Prince. Bearded Prince. Please do a drinking challenge. All right. <laughs> Specify the guidelines to said drinking challenge. Keep in mind, we try to keep everything PG. So uh, we do like our videos to be at least somewhat welcoming to everybody. We don't specifically tailor them to children. No. So that's all right. But we do like them to be PG. We like we don't try to offend anyone or anything like that. So just keep that in mind. But if you got some ideas, I mean. I did do the three-shot challenge last year. I did the three-shot challenge as well. So that's floating around on the internet. I, I can't remember what I did. My wife. Did you see Melissa do the three-shot challenge on her Facebook? I don't remember. Before. Oh, that was a good one. I'm not going to tip the hat too much on that. Just go back and check hers. It, it's, <laughs> it's worth watching. But, uh, yeah, so we do have some projects on the go. We do have some plans for later in the year. September did kind of bugger up on both of us. Well, not too bad. You had some outings, but mine, uh, yeah. there's, like I said, I have some family stuff going on there. All good, of course. Um, uh, potentially a new, new little one coming into the world, hopefully in the near future. I know, I know she's itching to have it done and over with at this point. So. Sure. Yeah. Uh, not my wife, by the way. Uh, I don't want to get too much into my personal family life, but I'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, September was really busy for the motorcycle courses. Those that don't know, I also teach motorcycle courses on weekends, uh, aside from my, you know, 9 to 5 job. And September just kind of hit us pretty busily because of, once again, COVID. Not using it as an excuse, as Ben said, but on full, it's a reality. It this is. year was affected by COVID. Um so we slammed a whole bunch of extra courses in and stuff like that. But we do have plans. Uh, and as I said, mine's to get out, do a hunting, bushcrafting uh, weekend. Ben has some, uh, at least this one boating one coming up and potentially more you were talking about. Well, there's, there's always those chances. Uh, uh, I mean, I have a little bit of an addiction to boats. I, I got to admit, uh, I have. You've seen some of my flotilla. I've seen some of your fleet. <laughs> uh, Vice Admiral Greening over here is... Uh, and it's not, it's not finished. Uh, people get kind of upset sometimes when they see it. And they're like, how many boats do you need? Each take a shot, first one to pass out loses. Uh, that might be a little... It's a long video, buddy. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, we, we don't talk about it a whole lot, but on our first outing, Ben and I, um, we had met each other. Okay, a little bit of a story. For those of you that know our show, this is the ramble section. So Ben and I met originally at the Nova Scotia Bushcraft Gathering. Very first one, I believe. Three years ago. Uh, oh, heck, I don't know. I, I should be able to look back and look at my poster, but it's usually on the wall behind me. But Well, we've been uh, doing this for a year and a half. Yeah. And it was like two years before that. So, so three and a half, almost yeah, four years. Yeah, maybe four years. But in any case, we met at the first Nova Scotia Bushcraft Gathering. And aside from, you know, like uh, a, hey, how's it going? And a general little chit chat about like a few things. Video or, yeah. That's about all we knew about each other. And then we, we were on the Nova Scotia Bushcraft Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, and we started this idea. And Ben and I were kind of like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. So let's do this. And we literally never got together. Nothing like that. 
we just planned our first camping out. Yeah. And that was the one from the waterfalls when we first started back on Facebook and we went in and uh, the one we laugh about a little bit because we made a vendor prepared for the, the coolness <laughs> of the, the weather. Then we survived it though, as you can see. Right. But uh, we did have a few wobbly pops during that time yeah. and we had some stories and it, it was a good time. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities of potentially having a few drinks, a drinking contest to pass out maybe... Maybe extreme. Somebody may have to come get us out of the woods, unfortunately. <laughs> One is I only have so much room in my pack. And, uh... and that's kind of the downside. We'd almost have to do it during a podcast. And I don't know if people want to watch us try and get tanked on online so much. But... Oh, man. We oh. definitely get flagged for something. Though. Yeah, I'm, I was about to say, if we ever hit that point to be monetized, that video will definitely be demonetized. <laughs> Uh, we, might, we might lose a couple of points in the next few <laughs> But something we did talk about, and it's still not completely off the table, is uh, once upon a time we talked about doing the digital campfire with a, a few other buddies yes. of ours. And that hasn't gone away, if people are looking for updates on that. It, it's just taken a back burner. Once again, this year, kind of, we had that. We couldn't meet people. You had to be self-isolated if you did. Yeah. And... Then it was just your family and immediate bubbles. And we're just starting to get back to some grasping straw of form, uh, normality at this point. Yes, yes. As you can see, like I'm up here with Ben. Uh, we're still within the Atlantic bubble. We don't have to self-isolate and all that stuff's good. But people are still getting their other trips out of their way or uh, getting them in, I should say. Because a lot of people, they canceled vacations. Like my vacation yeah. in March got toasted. Uh, and much like Ben's family, they had to uh, give up some stuff because of COVID. And Gary, the other one that was going to be the digital campfire, and Jeremy, well, Jeremy, I don't know. Jeremy does what Jeremy does. A Jeremy will do what a Jeremy will do. <laughs> well, yeah, and his channel is still doing quite well, and he's quite busy, and he's got his work schedule, and Gary has his work schedule, and just there's other people that we we deal with and talk with and stuff that are are awesome guys that we'd love to to include in these type of things, and. And they all have different work schedules. So it's really hard to come up with a, a steady plan. But once we come up with one, or it could be a, a rotating thing uh, where me and Robert are probably going to be pretty consistent and then other people will come and go as they wish. Uh, and I think we'd also love if we could get, and there's, there is chat about this, is another gathering amongst you know some of the these key people mm -hmm. in an actual trip. And some of that talk is actually to not video a lot of it. Uh, I know that's disappointing to some of the viewers, but it's a great chance for us to talk and discuss things. And I'm sure that there will be some videos and photos to come out of it, but a lot of it will be just us getting to be us because that's that's what sometimes gets lost. And I've even heard some of the, the guys that are really into videoing everything say, like, sometimes I just want to get out there and, and yeah, do just stuff. Do. Because you can't imagine how much time and effort, like, goes into this i've i've been in with a few guys doing it and honestly like they got to set the camera up you got to walk by you got to come back if people are staring at the camera or doing things it it ruins the shots you go back and fix it it's really hard to 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 make it look natural and, and, and real uh, and it's it's still you know it's great mr popular i was about to say <laughs> is somebody actually talking to me no <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, no. Yes, Alan, I still have that banner. If you're, uh, if uh, you were wondering about that, it, it's if you look in my videos or if you look in our past videos, you'll actually see the corner of it just behind my right head. It's up in my office. 
Your right hand as opposed to your left hand? Um, right side yeah. of your head? Right side off my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, no. Uh, getting out there and, and doing things with different people, is, it's, it's great. Uh, I mean, I, uh, we'd, we'd probably, if, if it wasn't for money and, and, and people and all that, we'd probably be out there 24-7, honestly. Wow, I don't know where any keys are on this phone. Okay. Um, sorry, I was I had to shoot a quick message to Mel. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things, like Ben said, it, a lot of people don't realize how much goes into shooting the videos, even us. I mean, and we are like the bottom of the barrel amateur shooters here. Don't get us wrong. We are not photographers. Uh, we are bushcrafters first and foremost, photographers second. And, um, yeah, probably even 10th, <laughs> but it, it's astounding. It, it still surprises me how much time goes into doing stuff like this. Like even, uh, the little bit of stuff we did tonight. Yeah. Uh, we might've been shooting for what, an hour. Yeah. And by the time it's all said and done, I bet you there'll be six to seven hours put in just to get that one hour of recording to something that's going to be usable for you folks out there. Uh, so people like Jeremy specifically, Jeremy has really nice. Oh yeah. I beautiful shots i mean i i can't imagine how much time he puts in there and people say oh well you get into a group yeah there's a little bit of a knack to it but there's still just straight up raw time that has to be put into stuff if he takes six hours with a video he still has to watch six hours with the video and then he probably puts just as much time into editing he's going to choose i want all of this i want part of this i want it in this order sometimes he has to change the order sometimes it does stick into his logical order but sometimes that just doesn't make sense in the video uh, and he's he's a stickler for detail. He picks up on little things that a lot of us miss. And he said, like, if you don't have that continuity, uh, for example, if you take a bunch of videos and then someone changes how they're dressed in the middle of the video and then goes back, it really throws people for a loop. And, it, you know, it's it doesn't seem like much to you. You're walking, you're hot, you take your jacket off, throw it in your pack, and you walk for a while, and then it's cool, and you put it back on. Well, that, that changing kind of throws people off. It's like, is this a logical sequence? Did something happen? Where did I miss that? Like, I did that on a trip with him one time. He made me put it back on. Like, he's like, no, no, we got to get that <laughs> video now. Like, you want to take that off, that's fine, but we got a video that, that has to be part of the sequence so people mm -hmm. understand what was going on. Uh, and, and, and see, I wouldn't have thought of that. No, no. Like, uh, he, he sees things different than us. Uh, and that's kind of the mark of somebody that that's good at their craft. Like, our craft is not videography. No. So, I mean, uh, we're still learning and I dare say struggling sometimes to get through it, but uh, it's maddening how in depth you can get into this. And especially for somebody with an eye for detail, they, they'll probably put for a video that would take us six hours. It may take, maybe it's less, but I imagine it's probably even more because he's going over it frame by frame is where yeah. we give it a half glance and go, oh, it looks good. And off we go. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's true. Uh, I didn't video it, but I did practice my uh, fire starting skill with the, the bow drill. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was okay. I just recently pulled up the videos from when we camped on the lake and tried to get the bow drill going. Yeah. And uh, that was rough. That was rough. <laughs> that was rough. That's the other part that a lot of people don't see is uh, sometimes things don't go to plan. <laughs> so mine everything seemed to work out like I, I took a piece of firewood from from Kedji so it's it, it's from their their stack of firewood that's you're free to work with and I and I tried to make my spindle 
and my uh, my board out of the one piece like we we talked about, mm-hmm. and I got that there, and I, I sat it off, and I, I found a, a piece of wood that I could use as a bow. I didn't want to disturb too much because it's a little in the gray area there in Gedgy doing that. You're not supposed to pick up brush or anything, mm-hmm. and uh, found a piece that was adequate and tried it, and I got a lot. I, I got a bit of a a lot of the the powder but not much of an ember into it. Honestly, it's exhausting. Like I cannot imagine that having to be my way of studying. Oh, it's and learning is, uh, and I don't mean like learning your first time, relearning after you've been away from it for a while, you forget how intensive it is. There's lots of people out there that make it look easy. Oh, yeah. Sam for one can hammer out a bow drill and like that. And he makes it look like you should be able to breeze through it. Like, Oh heck, anyone can do that. Yeah, Let me yeah. tell you, <laughs> not so much. Uh, the other one's a hand drill. Hand drill is insanely hard on you. Yeah, you showed me. It and it, it, it is it is just brutal. And that's, that was with a spindle that you had, had made, I think it was with uh, Cattail. Cattail that had pre-dried pro- it. Pre-dried and ready to go. And you had you had the board that worked really well. And you had it all sat there and you sat there and you worked it. And... Uh, I can't remember if I got an ember going with that. Yeah. There, there is ways to cheat, but I mean, it's... Yeah. No, you did get a, a bit of an ember. Not enough that we could start a fire, mm. but you did get... You did show me that that it, it functionally works, and it's a really neat system. I, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, but no, it, it's the, the other thing I practiced, because I had spare time, is I, I did make a little deadfall trap. and uh, Figure four? Figure four, yeah. Nice. I, I, I whipped one out, and I, and I showed... Uh, Chris is young fella how to do it. Sweet. Yeah. And that was one of the skills we had practiced when during our first trip. Once again, we did a little bit of uh, what did we do? We did some figure fours and I did a spring pole trap, I think. Peter Norris here. No dot things where we have to take classes. Anyway, I send this. Peter. What is it? Peter North? You think that's really Peter North? <laughs> I know. I know the actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> I know, I know the actor as well, but uh, I'm gonna leave it. That's it. true. Well, that's that's hey. kind of interesting. Hey, uh, when I was younger, I loved your work, <laughs> uh, and that's why our shows are PG and not necessarily G. But um, do that that way. Let's just say I can shoot. <laughs> well, if it is Peter North, good on you. And if it's not, well, you you know who he is at least. But um, he's from Halifax. Is he? Yeah. Seriously? I see. I see. Now, you, now, now, you've made me feel like I, I, I know too much. <laughs> no, I, I mean I know random tidbits of information. I just didn't know that. But that's an interesting thing. But yeah. um, so you take classes out west on what? Dare I ask? Uh, and if anybody doesn't know who Peter North is, don't Google it. How'd <laughs> <laughs> it work? <laughs> don't Google it. Just uh, just leave it be. We're due. It's up to you. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've been warned. We, we didn't recommend it. <laughs> Boating nudity. <laughs> well, was it, was it uh, Trudeau? Not, not the one we got now. The, the the first one. Oh, all true Canadians that should know how to have sex in a canoe. 
That sounds familiar, and I would chalk it up to him to say that, that's for sure. I mean, there's a lot of physics that come involved in that. I mean, there's tipping. There's ocean. <laughs> yeah, careful, you're across the lake, and you're not sure how that happened. <laughs> there's a little bit to it, but... Uh, Okay, we derailed a little bit there. What yeah, were we, we will talking not be about? Videoing this. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I said, PG. Uh, PG esque. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, um, I, I don't know. That that threw such a curveball at me. I don't know where we were on that one now. We were talking about figure four deadfall. Oh, yeah. So the first time we were out, we, we did the two figure fours. We did a spring pole. There were some videos on the spring pole. We didn't do the figure four. That'd actually be a good idea for us to reapproach. Yeah, and redo a little bit of video, maybe on some uh, basic trapping and stuff like that. Probably not part of the podcast. Maybe a standalone video. If anybody has any interest in something like that, let us know. And it's very doable. Uh, we could take a little. I could take a run up. We could uh, hammer some traps out. Just uh, apparently, it's not showing up in the comments. It's directed just to us. Well, there you go. Okay, no, no, no. We're we're dead serious. This is happening. <laughs> we're not just making this stuff up. Like, here, hold on. You're gonna see my camera here for a second. And there, those those that need to see that will see that. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, figure four is a great little trap. Uh, it's a good easy one to start with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's uh, it can be tricky. But it's a good one to start with because it'll give you a lot of concepts on other traps uh, and triggering mechanisms because you use a couple different uh, cuts. cuts and stuff like that. Like tri-stick. You hear us talk about tri-sticks all the time. It really is a good tool for people to practice with. Yeah, it's just getting everything to line up and work. And I mean, the thing is, it's, it's designed to be unstable, but yet stable enough. So it's, it, it's this delicate balance of cutting it so that it's not so rigid that that an animal can come up and take food away from it without it falling. But it has, you know, it, it's, it has to have a sensitive trigger, but be stable enough to hold a significant amount of weight to, to crush the animal should it disturb it. Mm. Uh, you don't want it to blow over every time a breeze grows through or anything. So we... Uh, There's some finessing involved. There is. There is. There's some finessing. Yeah. That's the best so, way to put that. And, I, and if you're not good with a knife, like, I mean, I did the whole thing with, with a, a little more a knife, the companion. And, uh, you know, I didn't have any trouble. It, it, it was pretty good. And I, and I did it first try. And it's been almost a year and a bit since I last tried it. Um, and I haven't done a ton of them. And I was impressed. Like, I, I managed to do it one stick all from the one single branch that I found. And that's, that's the way I like to do it, too, because yeah. then it's consistent wood that mates together well. Uh, and what I mean by mating together is if you use like popple on fur, sometimes they'll slip off each other. You'll find that as you play with different types of wood, much like Ben said, using the same piece of wood to try and uh, carve the hearthboard and spindle out of um, a bodro. Uh, as, as long as it's the proper wood, it, to me, I find it works a little better. Uh, other people have different opinions on that, but yeah. and I mean, rightfully so. Nobody should have all the same opinions, I guess. Yeah. Just for me, it always worked well. Like I like fur. For um, for making bow drills, uh, a lot of people don't because of the resin in it. Sometimes it can add a little like the resin turns hard and it doesn't create the right friction. Yeah, but I I seem to have good luck with it. Uh, Sam, who I always refer back to because he's uh, frankly he's better at it than I am, and he's the one that got me to basically yeah. hunker down and get my crap together and my ducks in a row. I watched uh, him do it, man. He, he is pretty. Slow. And he just whips it out. It, yeah. It's just so great. He uses pawpaw. 
Yeah. Uh, he's big on Popple for both the spindle and the hearthboard. Uh, yeah. The socket really doesn't matter. Uh, if anybody watched my, de I actually have the demo saved at home. I keep forgetting to upload it. The demo that I did at another Nova Scotia Bushcraft gathering, I used, uh, I think it was a piece of maple. I have a rock that I've used and it works. Uh, one of the videos that's on our channel, it says the birth of a socket stone. Um, that was a rock that I forged strictly by hand to use as a socket. Uh, so the socket really doesn't matter. Actually, I, I can show you a few other neat things you can do with that to make it potentially a little easier. Yeah. Like uh, the one, it's called the one-handed bowdrill, where you use like a fallen tree to you for your downward pressure. So you can use uh -huh. two hands to actually operate the bow if you wanted to. Uh -huh. So there, there's different things you can do. It, it does work. A uh, little bit more effort, maybe. A little bit more effort to start, less effort in the end. The effort is distributed elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what I've seen that I'd love to do is the one where you get the disc and you wrap the string around the mm -hmm. spindle and you, you're pushing down on it. That one's pretty neat. Uh, I, I watched a guy online, uh, Primitive Technology. Yes, he did an excellent yeah. job. You know, well, I mean, but he, he's, cr I mean, guys. He's not crazy. He's incredibly talented. He's yeah. crazy talented. Yeah, crazy talented. So he, he went in and he literally made like ceramic discs and stuff. Like he, he he made them out of clay. He fired them in the forge. He built like out of his own two hands in the woods. And then he, he you know, he goes step by step. And it's just crazy. The guys, the whole video is him shot with no tools. He's wearing just a pair of shorts. And uh, he goes in, he makes slingshots. He makes bows. He makes... Uh, buildings, he makes pots. Anything you can think of. Have you ever actually ever read some of the write-ups he does? Like He has a, a blog there and he go through. It's quite intensive what he, he does to do those videos. Like it's um, I don't want to spoil it. If you look up Primitive Technology on YouTube, highly recommend it. Uh, give the guy a little credit and go read his blogs. There's a lot of interesting information in there and a lot of uh, trial and error stuff that you can save a lot of your own hardships if you want to try and recreate some of this stuff. Because once again, the videos come off going, oh, anybody can do that because it's simple. But it's not simple. He's just, he he's knowledge in his craft and he has done a lot of the trial and error and he writes about that. Oh, yeah. So you'll learn a lot about what not to do in his writings. Because, I mean, once again, why repeat the wheel? Why make mistakes that somebody else already has and has documented? I would go spend a week in the woods with him. Glad. 100%. There's a couple people I just hands I, down. I just shut up them. and follow. I wouldn't follow them or any. I just let them do his thing. Because... Well, you have to be quiet. That, that's very <laughs> obvious. <by> the, <laughs> no. the man needs silence. <laughs> but uh, I think that's intentional, not because I don't think he likes to talk, but he wants it to be universally acceptable. Yep. So by not talking, it's not an English video. It's not a French video. It's not a Korean video. It's it's, it's just a video. It's of, of just him and what he's doing. So everything is silently done. Uh, and uh, if you can handle that, and some people can't, couldn't, uh, I couldn't. Uh, it's it's an awesome thing to watch. Stuff. Uh, his his videos are very enjoyable, incredibly enjoyable. There's a couple other people that have uh, tried it. tried it. Uh, there's a lot of other ones that imitate it. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, he is probably one of the best I've seen. Yeah, for that for that, for that quiet genre. To me, he is. He may not have been the first, but he was the one that made it popular in my eyes. Yeah. No. He set a trend there. He set a trend in a bar that's that's hard to beat. Uh, he hasn't released a lot of videos lately. I, I've been eyeballing, looking for new ones. Uh, yeah, well, 
think so. He's probably busy. COVID hit us all. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but uh, no. Uh, so let's kind of get back on track. Yeah. Now, I yeah what, that that was our show derail. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. you no. <laughs> I mean, this whole episode's kind of a, just derail. a general chat anyway, yeah. but. But, uh, no, we got so. Except I have another trip coming up. I had a mm -hmm. trip a few weeks ago. I got projects I want to try and hit. Uh, this trip, just just something to throw out there. So last time I took ten. This time I'm thinking hammocks. Uh, Go to tarps and hammocks. Tarps and hammocks. Uh, you know, it is my favorite. Uh, with cold temperatures, it's really this is an interesting topic in. It's actually bulkier to take my hammock setup than my tent setup. We talked about that before because by the time you throw the other quilt into it, the hammock into it, and your top quilt into it, it actually is bigger. Yeah. So I'm going to take the same sleeping bag as my top quilt as I did for the camping. I have that hibernate that I've been using that I'm mm -hmm. really liking. I, I, I really do find it pretty good. Now, on hard ground, on a thin mattress, I mean, there's no getting around to it. I'm, I'm a bit of a baby with my sleep system. Uh, I do find my hips and stuff will eventually get tired. I have to move around a little bit. But, I mean, I still get good night's sleep. I get a solid night's sleep. I do enjoy it. It's not that big of a deal for me. Hammock is going to be more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Hammock's a little quicker to set up, a little less finicky. I don't need it's good ground. Uh, but I do have that underquilt. That is the killer for the for me for that system. It is a little bulky. I and, still never got around to buying my underquilt. Right. The one I wanted, one out of stock, it hasn't come back in yet. I got, I got a few right You've seen a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, actually, I'm going to loan one out uh, this next trip. I'm going to take a whole setup for another guy. Uh, so he's he's going to basically be sleeping in one of my setups. I think he's being in his sleeping bag. Is it? I got an undercoat for him. I got a tarp. I got a first time hand sleeper. No, um, but I don't think he's overly happy with the setup he's tried. That's so fair. He's going to try one of mine. I may even offer to swamp. On the second night, so I'll take the one tigress, and he can take the mosquito one night, maybe, just to see if he wants. Just to, to see, see the difference. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. I'm happy with both systems; they're both good, but they all have, both have their advantages and disadvantages. Um, Christopher, Christopher Loveless, Christopher Loveless, I haven't seen you on here in a, a couple episodes now, there, my friend. And yeah, you might have missed it at the start of that. This is the first official podcast shot. Literally side by side, minus one kind of yeah. attempt at one way, way long time ago, last year yeah. in a park. That didn't work out well. This is going to be, uh, it's, it's still a work in progress, but where I'm sitting now is where most of my videos will be shot in the near, near future. And I was supposed to be down here, honestly, months ago. Uh, just didn't get around to finishing things with, you know, same excuses I wouldn't use forever, but... COVID, I had a couple of issues down here, and I, I, I was getting everything organized, as you as you guys can't necessarily see, but I guarantee you, uh, Robert can see, <laughs> is there's there's a lot of work to be done down here still. Mm. Uh, Everything's a work in progress. Yeah, I, I got some lighting to put up. I got a lot of stuff to tidy up. Uh, my camping gear is like a hurricane. Just dumped. Yeah, that's the best way to have it, just everywhere <laughs> where you need it immediately. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I do have to get rid of some of this stuff too. Like, I have a plethora of gear that I, I, I'm probably never going to ever use. But the first time you get rid of it, you'll need it or want it. I do. Or look for it. Yeah. I know I got rid of some stuff, and literally it was only days and I needed it or yeah. wanted it again. So 
I understand the dilemma. But yeah, you're going back out again. A um, couple people going with you. You're going to lend out the hammock set up there. Now, are you going to try and just do the underquilt, or are you going to try and put the hibernate in there too? Uh, if anybody hasn't seen it there, Ben did do a, a kind of – you talked about the hibernate when you talked about the tent, I think, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I have tried the hibernate in a hammock, and I think it does work. And at this time of year, I'd probably get away. The problem is it's relatively narrow. Mm. It's just a little over two feet, I think, like 26 inches wide or something. There's there's another similar design out there that's 30-something inches that might be a bit better. The problem is I, it doesn't quite wrap around your hips enough. And so you don't get cold butt syndrome as long as you stay on top of it. But you are going to notice your sides, like the, the, the hammock pulls in. And your sleeping system gets compressed, and you're going to get basically a little bit cold on your side. So it's not it's not the perfect hammock um, option. There are a few companies out there that sell air mattresses better designed mm. for, and they have like wings. Yeah, I've seen those. A lot of those say they're designed for the hammocks that have like literally there's a, a slip in it. It's between the main hammock you sleep in, and it's just kind of like a double layer where you can slide in some sort of sleeping mat. My, and my mosquito hammock has that. Does it? Okay. It's, it's a double layer hammock. Uh, so you have this, this basically on the same side of the zipper. You can open it up. You can slide something in there, and it more or less stays put. Um, so that's, that's a good system. My one Tigris doesn't. My mosquito hammock also has a bars that I put into it that I made out of Aeronox, and I'll show you mm -hmm. that system. I mean, it's a pretty, I dialed that system in pretty good. Yeah, that that's a uh, very well dialed in system. Yeah. I do uh, say so. And it's, you know, like, I, it was my first professional level hammock. I say that because I bought like a $24 open double hammock um, with no screen or anything, and that was pretty neat. And I still have it. I play with it every now and then. I don't really camp with it. I do like my screen. Mm. Much like my Coleman. It's set up in my sunroom, and it's just my lazy recliner kind of system now if I want to sleep kind of outside but not really inside. <laughs> I, here's something. You ever, ever sleep in a tarp and have a mouse run in after you? Not in a tarp, but had it happen in a tent once. So Squirrel, not a mouse. Oh, no. We were camping last weekend, or two weekends ago, in Keji. And the mice in Keji are unbelievable. I actually, I found ro rodents this year are very plentiful. Um, I tell you, the foxes and owls are not starving this year. Anyway, we're out camping, and squirrel stream too. Uh, my wife went in with, with the young one because we went the whole family the other week. And uh, she went with the, the little one to get her set up in the tent. The other two are sleeping in hammocks. And uh, all of a sudden, I hear this blood-curling scream like she's being murdered by like a band of people. So I, we run over, and there's a mouse inside the tent. They had left the screen open, mm -hmm. and a mouse crawled in. And when she was moving something, the mouse jumped up and ran around. So now they're chasing this mouse and trying to get it out. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, it's it's one of those things. Never understand how people think an animal yay big can swallow the bowl. <laughs> My father's terrified of mice. Absolutely terrified. He'll even self-admit. He has no idea how a creature that big is going to swallow a mole, but he's sure it's going to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the fear is I'm, real. I'm not worried about being swallowed whole. I don't want to be bit because 
there's more of the risk of infection. I'm not mm -hmm. even worried about the bite itself. Like I'm like, okay, it's got a tiny meat mouth. It could cut me. <coughs> I'm not going to bleed to death from it. No, right. but there is that potential. Now you have a puncture wound and don't get me wrong. Have you ever been bit by a rat? Rat? No. Okay. So my, I've never been bitten by a mouse, but I've been bit by a rat. Yeah. And their puncture is quite deep. Like, uh, you wouldn't think an animal that small would have big teeth, but, I mean, they're fairly long teeth on the front. Oh, they're and they're just, like, straightening out. You have this puncture hole at the end of it. And, I mean, it is easily to get infected. Not only that, but, I mean, any bacteria that animal had in its mouth and stuff, basically just injected directly into your skin or your bloodstream, depending on where they bit. And it's not pleasant. Infection is a real thing. My, my daughters have a hamster. There you go. You know what I mean. And uh, over COVID, I'm working away, and one of the daughters decides she's going to take the the youngest one. She takes the the hamster out. She's playing with it. Next thing you know, I hear this blood curdling scream. So I run in to see what happened. Blood everywhere. Like I mean, just massacre. Like you know, Friday Thirteenth at mm -hmm. Landis. So anyways, blood all through the house. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Like. <laughs> My kid holds up her hand. There's blood, like whole hands covered in blood, blood dripping on the ground. It's just horrible. And I'm like, what happened? Something about the hamsters. So anyways, I, I clean her hand up. I mean, I can't even see the cut. Uh, and I'm looking around. It's this little tiny cut. Like it bled. But they bleed up. a lot. Oh, man. It just caught the tip of her finger and it, it opened up that wound. So, I mean, I, I cleaned it up. It bled out quite a bit. I wasn't too worried about this because when you bleed that much most of it flushes it, flushes it pretty good uh bandaged it up but yeah no it's shocking how much a little road you can't cut you well it's uh, such a i'd like to say it's such a clean slice but it, it's it is such a clean slice but it, it's i don't know how to describe it unless you've been bit by a rodent yeah. honestly <laughs> it, it's just a rodent bite they bleed forever yeah. uh super glue it's the best thing you can just seal it back up and hope for the best that was the original intent for super glue yep I actually know that it was, and honestly, um, they still use a derivative off it in a lot of surgeries. When I had my hernia surgery, I was glued back together. So literally. Yeah. yeah. They also put a mesh inside usually, did they not? Oh yeah, they did their work inside, but I mean the outside incision was glued back together. It wasn't stitched. So yeah. So yeah, we had, Mice basically attack us. There's mice everywhere the whole time. And I don't usually lose any food to rodents, but we had stuff left out on the picnic table for just a few minutes. And you turn your head, it was gone. Yeah. So the, I had that. So the mice were hungry. That no oatmeal stuff. And it got cut the corner of my bag open. I lost half. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I know once they start to, they don't stop. They come back and they keep coming and keep coming and keep yeah, coming. We don't need any of the junk food that was around either. They went after good food. Like well, that's food. what it tells you something about junk food. If animals won't eat it, should you be eating? And I mean, don't get me wrong, I love junk food. Look at me, but it, <laughs> ma it makes you wonder, right? Yeah. When young father was there with chips, no, no, chips didn't get touched at all. Like, Ooh. eat that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my good, like, hemp hearts and chia seed and, and <laughs> black seed. And what's it? I think there's, uh, Shredded coconut. Yeah, I was gonna say the shredded, shredded coconut, coconut in it. Yeah, um, it's th that stuff. I mean, it's it's good. Like it's all good and good solid ingredients, and it makes great meals. It's very filling. Uh, so I make this is the what I make for oatmeal. Uh, if anyone's interested, I'll post the the the, the 
recipe for it sometime. Actually, really good. I yeah. finally got together and made some because I, I seen Ben eat it uh, both times we went camping together, and I always just brought oatmeal, and yeah. I was finally like, hey, you know what? The girls at home started uh, making shakes, and they got the flax seed, and they got chick seeds, and I had some shredded coconut. I finally had enough stuff I could attempt making this, and it's good. It's better than oatmeal. Oh, yeah. I like it better than oatmeal. It's a little harder to make than oatmeal. Oatmeal will buy you by the bag, but plain, but you plain just, oatmeal is not overly grand for you. I don't know. But you take all these ingredients. Like, I do bigger batches now, so I'll do, like, enough for, like, six meals. Mm. I'll mix it in one big bag, and then I just spoon it out as a... When I'm ready, right? Uh, Makes sense. So it's then it's it's as easy as oatmeal. So then you get like the little snack bags, like the you know, the drug bags. And just <laughs> no, but you you want about like six solid tablespoons yeah. in there, and that's a good meal. And that is the th something to point out. Anybody that does try this, if they take the recipe, this stuff swells up a little bit too. Yeah. Don't deceive yourself <laughs> with how much is in there. Ben neglected <laughs> to mention that part. That's not good. Me up. <laughs> I looked at it. I'm like, what the hell, Ben? Give me. I'll double that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it turned out to be a little more than I can handle. It was a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's very filling. It's 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 good for you. Like, there's nothing. It's it's all you know. It's all so. It's yeah, it's probably better than oatmeal. Not that oatmeal. I bad. would say that like just the quality of the product is better than oatmeal. The taste is better than oatmeal, and just nutritional value, you're probably going to get more out of it than oatmeal. So we tried dehydrating with more food. Right? Yes, that's something we could chat about for a few minutes. I dehydrate. Got two dehydrators now. You bought a second one. Well, you had one, then you buy another one. Yeah, best. Yeah. So, anyways. The wife did up some dehydrated strawberries, and she's gonna mix that in with these. Oh, dehydrated strawberries are great. Oh man, I tell you, I I, I try like I have a an abbreviated version of this oatmeal, mm. and we I threw a few in, and man, did those dehydrated they just they, the flavor just shot through it. They didn't even need much. Like I, I definitely have less than the strawberry in it, but man, it just the whole thing it just added this beautiful extra taste to it. Trying to think what you guys would call them, uh, service berries. Tea berries, uh, oh, yeah. tea sugar berries. berries is what we always call them. Oh, yeah. They're super good dehydrated too. Oh, they had a big. Well, they're almost 100 sugar. I mean, like they're <laughs> they're 900 carbs probably if you look them up. But they it's, are good. It's just carbs. <laughs> no, Actually, we can do a whole episode. We should do an episode on dehydrating one of these times. We did one on trail food. Uh, would you guys be interested in hearing a little bit more about like actual dehydrating? It's something that both Ben and I do. You're getting into it quite yeah quite a bit right now. Uh, it, I've dabbled with in the past. I've uh, tried making fruit wops, didn't have a, the greatest luck with that. But I well, love de dehydrated apples, a lot of fruits, veggies, chives, things like that. It goes really well, and it packs up well when you take it in the woods. Uh, we did mention dehydrating in that trails food episode. We just didn't really go into depth too hard with it. So last time I took um, spaghetti. Uh, so how I did it is I did I did the ground beef, made what they call grapple. Mm -hmm. And then I did the sauce, and, and that's like a leather. And then instead of regular carby noodles, I use the spaghetti squash because it's lower mm -hmm. carb and it's I, I, it's a little sweeter. I really like it. It, it, it does does add. And I I had all the three done separate, and I now have like you've seen the wife. She brought mm -hmm. the, the bottle in. So we're doing the sauce now. I got I got like two kilograms of meat done. Uh, I did four giant um, spaghetti squashes. 
So when you do the spaghetti squash, do you peel it up with a fork and like actually put it in the noodle or do you just do? Like... So I take the spaghetti squash, I, I get rid of the seeds and stuff and I put it in the oven with a little bit of um, olive oil mm -hmm. and I bake it uh, for 45 minutes or so at like 375 or so, maybe, you know, until it's soft and easy enough to peel out. Took it out, scraped it out and I, and I filled a big Tupperware container and I'll show you later. The Tupperware container and the and the bag what I got left like it dehydrates a lot. I put it on the, the, the solid trays in my in my dehydrator. I had three of them. They were loaded up like a quarter inch high or, or maybe even more. And it's now I got two tiny little zip up. <laughs> so when it rehydrates, does it come out well? Yeah. So I was camping with Chris Morsley. Mm -hmm. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Right. So and he suggested something and it, it seems to work really well. He said. Add it to the water, don't water, add water to it. Does that okay. make sense here? So what I did is I got, I filled my little pot, my uh, my, my little uh, open country cook pot that yep. I, I used. Talked uh, about it last week. Yeah. So I took that, I filled it about halfway full, and then I took what I figured was enough for to fill the pot, and I dropped each of those ingredients in. So I dropped the meat, the noodles, and the uh, sauce in. And uh, it hydrated right up, like no problem. And it easily filled this 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 jug. And uh, you know, I sat it there. I had to put the stove down and simmer on it. Simmered it for a while, give it a chance to really rehydrate. And uh, it was awesome. Sweet. And for anybody wondering, there is an act rehydrating stuff. If you tried dehydrated stuff and you didn't like it. YouTube some videos on how to rehydrate. That's why I actually asked you the question because I was wondering how squash would rehydrate just because a lot of water in squash. And yeah. you're pulling a lot of water out of squash. And yeah. sometimes things that you pull a lot of water, like watermelon, does not rehydrate well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I bet you it goes down to nutting. <laughs> it does. <laughs> like... That's what I tried to make the fruit roll up. Uh, it does not rehydrate well. It did not make very good fruit roll-ups either but anyway I, I would almost suspect with watermelon this is just me and, and 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 think of me as an amateur dehydrator i would almost suspect with watermelon that you'd almost want to make like a jam out of it first yeah and but i think that's exactly what you'd have i to think do. i would put it in a pot and i would render it mm -hmm. and then take that paste that you would be left with and try dehydrating that and you might have a chance of getting a leather out of it um I, the ones I've seen for like apples and stuff that people do, they use like an apple sauce mm -hmm. and you dehydrate that. Um, That's the best way to get apples down because if you try and dehydrate them in slices, they never really go down perfect. Uh, they go down to like a candy and I love them, honestly. Oh, yeah. If you rub them in a little bit of lemon, they'll stop from getting brown and then dehydrate them. Man, they come out with great candy. Uh, ginger root's another one. Yeah. Ginger root's really nice. Well, those, those strawberries, you, you could go up there and eat the whole thing i'm sure the wife has hid it from me now she's seen me stealing a few pieces i'm sure they're, they're hidden <laughs> so we sent me sort of derailed again mind you we're coming up on an hour and i once again it's just kind of a general chat yeah. we were trying to figure out how the whole flow of this us being together and uh shooting a video kind of deal would work i think it went rather well yeah. i mean if we had a little more structure probably would have went a lot better i'm assuming this is going to be one of those videos that we get that you know like ramble a little bit kind of comments on we do have that from time to time but anyone that's been with us since episode one yeah, it's not that we ramble a little bit from time to time. We ramble every single episode. It's just rather you're interested in it or not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
we get as many positive comments from that. Though. Oh, we get more positive comments. Than people we, we can't please everybody. This is just like listening to guys at the campfire. Well, this is essentially what we are, right? Like, my number one favorite comment has always been, "It's better than poison ivy." <laughs> I love it. Like, I every time it gave us four or five stars. I'm good with that, but it's like it's better than poison ivy. And I'm like, what more can you ask for? Like, to a couple of bushcrafters, I think that is a very Skillful tip of the hat. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, that is for me is that banter. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, speaking of poison, obviously we were walking through KG. My uh, my middle daughter comes up to me and she's like, my arms are all itchy and they're and they're red. I look at it and there's some slight bumps and stuff mm -hmm. on. I was like, you know, like this this needs to be dealt with, but I can't at this exact moment. I reached in my pack and I gave her a bar of soap. And I'm like, go wash yep. it off. Like, this is all I can tell you to do right now. Go wash it off. So anyway, she uh, she went over to the water. She washed it off and finished the portage and stuff. And I checked on it. And sure enough, a few minutes later, I'm talking to her. She's like, yeah, it's pretty well. It's calmed down a lot. And like, I don't really have a lot of other mm -hmm. options. I didn't have calamine lotion or anything. And just, but it is like, it's an, if, it, if it was poison ivy or poison oak or something along those lines or just something she it's the oils that get to you. So if you can wash them off, yeah, you're way better you're, off. You're, yeah, you're, you're you're ahead of the game anyway. So it, that was just something that, that we tried. It worked. Um, and she, she, uh, the thing I'm really proud of it is she told us right away. She could have kind of hit it, and I'm like, don't scratch it. Like, just mm. don't go. Well, it spreads it right because yeah. now it's on your hands and and I know hands how hard it was. Like, she, you know, she she she. she 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 suffered a bit for not like, like, here's the power so go wash it do not scratch anymore it's just gonna get worse if you do and it's just torture well that's good for her yeah no i've had i've really good luck with kids uh, if anyone who has the opportunity to take your kids out in camp you really should they learn a lot and you mm -hmm. learn a lot um and and they're a lot tougher than you expect my my other daughter we've talked about it she uh would rather be outside hey hey yeah so do we <laughs> Unfortunately, we sometimes we have to be inside, so this is what we do to, to make to amuse ourselves. <laughs> we need a way to break because <laughs> apparently you can't spend all the time inside. Somebody's going to come after you for something eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Um, but yeah, no, they, they surprised me. My daughter burned herself on one trip I went. Yeah, and she, and she uh, you know, she, she told me right away we were able to to deal with it with a little bit of the burn cream. Maybe not what St. John's Ambulance recommends. I'm going to say it's not. Uh, that burn cream really does work. Mm. Uh, I, I, I highly recommend it. Um, you know something else that works really well, especially I've started carrying them in my pack, is uh, it's still burn gel, but it, it comes on a pad. Yeah. And you just take the, like, if you get a, a significant burn, and I, they're like a four by four pad. Mm. You know what I mean? If you get a bad burn, something like that, roper. That's what I found it worked actually really well on. Put it in the of my hand. And those aren't overly expensive. I think. Uh, Water jet uh, or water gel, one of the two. Amazon, it you can get the four by four patches. They're not incredibly expensive. Oh yeah, and uh, they're they're actually a good thing to throw in the old first aid kit now. But uh, we're gonna end this, aren't we? <laughs> Are you trying to find the water gel? <laughs> so yeah, we we might as well enter there. We're coming up on an hour of rambling, but I like these episodes. Of course, that you have to drive, so that's 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 what I was eyeballing there. So I, I noticed it's getting a little later. I would be good to get go all night well, but, and maybe today we will get the next camping trip we well we, we were going to sit and we we're just going to chat for a few mm. hours uh, water job 
Yeah, I think it's water gel. Water gel 4x4s. They actually make a face one. Uh, not necessarily one to keep in the first aid kit, but uh, it's hilarious if you throw it on somebody's face. <laughs> we had some expired ones we had to change out, and uh, yeah, they're fun. That's all I can say. You are in? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's water gel or water jet, but anyway. Water gel, um, burn gel. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Burn shield. Yep. 72 cents per item, $6 in shipping. Yeah, that's that's very cool similar, gel. but I mean, buy more than one, obviously, so it's worth it. I think you actually have to buy them in packs of 20 or 24 or something like that. Pack of six here for $21, $11 shipping. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you can find them with free shipping. The ones I picked up had free shipping. Uh, you just got to search around, and they're actually pretty good. The benefit is if it is a bigger burn, you have the pad. If it's a smaller burn, uh, you can still squeeze the gel out of it. You, you sacrifice the pad, but yeah. it's pulling double duty. It's still just the same burn gel you're going to buy in the bottle, just yeah. infuse into a pad. Yeah. So there's your tip for tonight. I had a blister in our last canoe run. Thanks. Oh, I know. You had to be inside. <laughs> Yes, uh, moleskin is, is a great product. We've talked about that yes. a few times. Uh, um, and in a pinch, duct tape will work. But moleskin is fire superior in like every single oh, yeah. conceivable way. Yeah. Um, uh, they make another product too. I can't remember what it's called. Not moleskin, but there's another one similar to moleskin. Second skin. Second skin. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So moleskin more is, is like a fibrous material. And second skin is it's like a clear plastic that's designed to go on skin mm -hmm. and it gets rid of the friction and, and, and protects the skin. Uh, both products are amazing. And uh, I first really came aware of it in the military. And I tell you, it's, it's saved a lot of people's careers there. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to quit a bit in DNR. Yeah. Just tromping yeah. around for like 16 hours a day through burnovers. Yeah. Man, you can get some bad blisters. Honestly, if you're going to spend any amount of time, in the woods doing especially long overnight hikes or, or long trips uh that that is a product that should definitely be in your first aid kit uh it it can make the the difference between getting out of the trip and not mm. honestly oh for sure well both of us are big advocates for your feet i mean if nothing else in the woods take care of your feet and they'll take care of you yeah you can't do anything if you can't walk no you're just you're a, a you know, you're turd on a log, as they say, or a bump on a log, or whatever that term is. With the canoe and kayak trips, you kind of can, like you can. Yeah. But if you got portages and stuff, like that's even more brutal, because mm -hmm. like, you're not just going with your thirty pound pack ultra light. Like, I mean, you can drop some of your gear up too, but with that, you're dragging a, a thirty to thirty to seventy pound boat mm -hmm. plus gear, and since you had the boat, you took more gear than you would have needed anyway. Oh, of course. I mean, when we went in the canoe, we took way more gear than we needed. We took a trip. Took a twenty. Took a turkey. <laughs> still, anytime you go in that boat, there should be a turkey in it. I still stand by that. But uh, I've ruined you for camping. I know. I expect a deep fried turkey every time I go out now. <laughs> I go to the hunt and blind them like, where's the turkey? Deer look at me like I'm stupid. It's weird. But anyway, uh, I think that is. Gear. Yeah. basically it for me for tonight i do gotta start dawdling off towards the great green yonder to get back to my bed before it's too too late and i wake everybody up when i blow through um but yeah i think tonight was a good experience for this whole you got to see some neat stuff tonight. i too. got to see some neat stuff and you guys are going to get to see it yes because i did record coming. it there is something coming uh we have some more video to do uh i'd rather be outside is pretty excited about this i think 
Mm. <laughs> um, he may already have a sneak peek. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, he may. But yeah, this is something that's coming up. I'm going to get some more video of it in action and, and working, and mm -hmm. that's kind of exciting. Um, and ah, uh, yeah, buddy, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, very excited to get back in. Um, yeah, now that things are starting, and this is a good time of year for it. Oh, man, the leaves are already starting to change. Yeah, but well, we frost this morning. I had to scrape my window off. Yeah, no, um, so, I mean, I've gone before and like, Thanksgiving, and, and they're like, is it going to be changed yet? Like, it's still hot. It, yeah, uh, but this year, uh, even two weeks ago when we were out, I noticed some of the higher trees are already starting to turn orange. Uh, so I expect in the next few weeks we're going to see some Big beautiful changes. colors. Yep. Um, so that's, so that's beautiful exciting. time of year to start going out. So if you're out there, uh, definitely get out, do some touring. Great time to go into the woods. Uh, pack a little warm because uh, there's nothing worse than being cold. <laughs> uh, an old acquaintance slash friend contacted me sort of out of the blue in the last couple of days hmm. looking for some trips. So I may actually be getting out with him too. So cool. it's kind of exciting. And I know you're always up if there's any way we can. Coordinated. Orange. Yes, especially, uh, yeah, orange is a great, great suggestion, especially if you're not in, like, the national parks and stuff. Because mm. uh, bow seasons started Monday. Yeah. And in two weeks, you're going to have crossbow muzzle loaders, and then two weeks after that, you're going to have long gun. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's... it. That's for deer? Yeah. Uh, what about bird? October 1st. Yeah. Okay, so it's all coming up. It's yeah. all coming together, man. There, there are there are going to be more guns in the woods. Um, Actually, duck season. I don't know when duck and geese start. I'm talking grouse. Yeah, grouse. I mean, October. and we're not anti-hunting. Don't get us wrong, but we're very safety-conscious hunters. Yeah. Uh, we're neither of us, and, and I hate to, to 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 talk, you know, for you, but neither of us are big on, on carrying loaded guns. Uh, our guns are, are loaded shortly before we plan on shooting. Um, and sometimes not at all. <laughs> sometimes we don't need to take the ammo. But no, I mean, uh, we know how easily um, firearms can cause an accident. Oh. How quickly someone can get hurt. And we're, we're both big advocates for being 100% sure of what, both what you're shooting at and what's well beyond what you're shooting at. Uh, my father was a hunting guide. And he spent a lot of time in the woods with a lot of different people. And I can assure you that is not the attitude of every single person out there. No. I hope it is the attitude of the majority. But if you're out there, do be aware it may not be ready. Hey, yes. Gary. Welcome. Yes, Gary. We're just finishing up. Bye. We want a party. We we need a, uh, a campfire trip with the works of us. We're just a campfire show with, with you in there. So, uh, we will be talking <laughs> for sure and just to finish this up while we're on the topic uh, how interested are you uh, folks out there and maybe us doing a show on a little bit of hunting topics i got a guide i could definitely bring into it and you have a plethora of experience and i got some experience it's definitely a topic we could cover we just don't know if anybody's interested in it so you tell us would you care to hear some uh, a, a little bit of chat about hunting maybe well, you tell us. What do you want to know about it? And we'll see if we can accommodate it in some way, shape, or form. Don't get us wrong. We're not master hunters. We are, like I said, we're mediocre at best. But, I mean, we're out in the woods. Yeah. 
I can say yeah, that. I can, sure. I can talk about, you know, tracking animal for miles on a single couple of bots of block drops of blood. Mm. I mean, you'd have trouble mimicking the size with a with a fine tip in. Um, I can talk about that, um, but I can also tell you that I'm no, you know, I'm no. Daniel Boone, <laughs> David Crocker. And I can tell you lots of stories about yeah. where I have gotten deer and they've been great. I've gotten lots of things and it's been great. And I've, I've never shot a deer. Never shot a deer? No. Uh, most fun I've had was uh, bow hunting. Yeah. I, I prefer bow hunting over rifle hunting. Rifle hunting has its place. Bow hunting is more personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I'm always, uh, if you're going to go take the life of something to eat it, you should be a little personal with it. It's my two cents on it. Not just my own belief on that. Everybody has their own. There's definitely a level of respect there. So, but anyway, that's it for me for tonight. You guys let us know what you want to hear. Uh, maybe in the future again, I can travel up and we can shoot another video from Ben's little studio here. I mean, uh, sky's the limit. Yeah. Some options are opening up to us now that things are starting to get back to semi sort of normal. Well, we got a few projects we want to work on. So exactly. So it, it potentially like we could just arrange for Wednesday nights. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can look at some options i mean this this worked out really good um next time i'll you have to you do though fair enough yeah that, <laughs> that irving hot dog is not sitting well i can tell you that much i'm not putting out with that choice <laughs> oh, that is that was a bad call but anyway everybody have a good night thanks for everyone for joining us and we will be talking to you guys next week uh probably we'll be talking a little bit about hunting next week i can i'm, I'm predicting that because yeah because it's, it's definitely a big topic right now. Either dealing with in the woods or going hunting on your own. Something's definitely going to be covered on some And level. Peter North, thank you for joining us. Yeah, that was the highlight <laughs> of the night. And I, I have proof. I legitimately have proof. And like I said, those who will need to see it will see it. See you later. Bye. See you guys. What the hell?